Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. Um, this is an organic process created by me, for me, Emmeline, in a way to align with my highest expression of self. So um, I use imagination, visualization, and creativity. That's how I do my inner work. And the reason why I do it is because it aligns with who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is just a way for me to get in touch with me and live my life. And it works. And I think that the reason why it works the most is I'm more in tune with who I am. I'm more accepting, more loving of my completeness. And also, I have faith now in my ability to come up with the answers that I need. And to be honest, I think that I beat myself up a lot less. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I'm like parenting myself out of the destructive, you know, uh, patterns that I've had. So the process really works. Now, do I think that everybody else should do this process? No. <laughs> 7.8 billion people in the world, if they all started acting like Amelin, I would be scared, right? We need some logic in this world and some bridge builders, not just dreamers. Um, but I do think that people finding their own process of aligning with their highest expression of self. No, we're not going to play with that poon. So my kid can't ran for the uh, machine. Uh, do I think, I don't know where my thoughts were. Oh, do I think that everybody could benefit from doing this work on their own? Yes, because we are a collective of individuals. And if individually we're all chaotic, we don't know who we are, we don't know what we want to do, and we're in separation rather than collaboration, we're going to fall as a species. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the history has shown that our power is in the opposite direction than um, division. And alignment with self provides alignment as a collective. So I do believe everybody should do their own work, whether it's, you know, uh, just sitting with self and journaling, like in the artist way. Um, if it's doing self-inquiry, if it's making lists or, or doing assessments to get more clarity on who they are, if it's just having mind-body connection and like yoga and spending time with self, whatever it is, do what you got to do, but find your way of connecting with self. Too often in the world, I see um, us and myself included, sometimes I just go out into the world kind of willy-nilly, you know? <laughs> Let's see what happens. Jump into the ocean without a raft. And this provides clarity, direction, alignment, and then um, ease of life, gratitude, bliss, happiness, all those kind of things. So, yeah, I guess I kind of do recommend everybody does their own inner work. And if I want to be the change that I see in the world, I better do my inner work first, no? <laughs> all right, so here, let's, let's do this thing. So my process, I'll try to get better and better at explaining this. I know I get all over the place, but... Basically what it is, is I see a tree. Visualization works really well with me. My brain doesn't um, think in words, I guess. It thinks in images and movies and pictures and all those kind of things. So um, 
I, I see things and then I narrate them. And so this process is me narrating to you what I see in my head. So when I go into my process, I see the tree that's on my podcast cover. My daughter drew that when I was trying to explain to her what I see. So I am sitting in the trunk of this tree. And um, for me, the Aurora Borealis are very... Um, I don't know, we have a relationship together. And it's not just the colors, that's what I see in my images, but the understanding of solar flares and how they work and all that kind of stuff. It just, there's, I have an attachment to the auroras. Don't ask me why, I have no idea. But, um, but in my imagery, I see all those colors and they're always moving like the auroras, right? They're like dancing, let's put it that way. So I'm sitting in this tree and I'm, I'm surrounded by these colors and the roots of the tree are where I start. And that signifies why I exist as a human being in this lift, lifetime. What is the meaning that I give to my life? Um, we kind of have to make that up for ourselves just because there's so many narrations out there. Um, and you could choose one, but kind of what it mm, seems like, I could be wrong and that's okay, but the narratives that existed in the past are starting to have holes in them. So they met the needs of yesterday, but they don't necessarily meet the needs of today and tomorrow. So they're not lasting the, the times if that makes sense. People are looking at them and saying, mm, your narratives are oppressive or isolating or, you know what I mean? Not uplifting, not encompassing the beauty of all of humankind, but um, encouraging separation. And I think those storylines are starting to fall off in their, um, in their power, but, um, but they still exist. So use them if they do exist. I, I don't ignore the fact that many people find their way through those narratives. They have power. Um, for me, they were too limiting. For me, for me, that's all. So you make up your reason of existence or you find one out there or you curate one. I think I curated mine. Um, but mine was after experiencing what was the big meaning of life, like seeing the other side of the veil. I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. I get the bigger picture. And so the way that it fits in for me is nature, the, the divinity that's running everything, the unknown as I can label it very peacefully. Um, there's a design, a divine design to everything. And I can have solace in knowing that life flows through me, that life knows what to express, that it's part of the design is my expression. And so by honoring who I am and that expression, I will fit into the, you know, amazing alignment of everything in the world. So why do I exist? To express the life that flows through me, just like a bunny does or a tree does or a whale does or an amoeba does, you know, or any other human on this planet. We have a life force that comes through us. That's where I start. Second is um, I adapt to my environment. All nature adapts, you know. Um, everything's in motion. So change is about growth. How do I grow? Um, that's why I'm here on this planet is to express, but also to grow with my environment and the changing um, of, you know, things, time, place, all that.
finally, I'm here to connect. Um, our species realizes its um, highest potential when we're together, and so does the rest of nature. When we work in alignment with our planet, everybody does better off. <laughs> There's just this oneness that you start to learn about, and that's what I use. Um, again, my narrative is not everybody's narrative, and that's okay with me, but it so works for me. I have such peace, and I know what I'm living. I know what I'm doing living this life. There we go. I don't know what I'm doing every day, but I know what I'm doing as terms of being a human. That's where I start. Trunks, the trunk of the tree has roots that connect it to this planet. Why am I here? That's my meaning. Um, once you have that meaning, gosh, everything just becomes easier because you're not challenged with, why am I doing this game? Oh, I know why I'm doing this game. Okay, let me get back to playing and less anxiety about it. The next thing is, that's why I live my life. Very clear on that. The next thing that I see is in that treetop, you don't see it in the drawing, um, but in the left-hand side is um, unconditional love. And unconditional love is a skill of how I go about facing reality, right? Facing the world. Is I just allow it to be. Whatever presents, presents. And then I try to um, respond in a way that's in alignment with me. So um, not resist the existence of the outside world, right? Sometimes we can go into the world and be upset all the time because the world isn't meeting our expectations. But you are so insignificant in the big spectrum of things that if you reverse that and make yourself the most significant in all of that, you will miss the divinity, right? It's like you're insignificant, but very significant in your experience, if that makes sense. But your alignment with everything is, is like a cell in a body, if that makes sense. You're, you're just, you're just a part of it. And unconditional love allows you to meet the rest of the body rather than be a cell already attacking everything that exists around it, right? It's a way of being and allowing that which is outside of you to exist, I guess it's a respect for life. You're like, oh, wait, I'm not the center of the universe. You know, I'm the center of the universe in my experience, but I'm part of a whole. And that's what unconditional love is. It's not always taught, right? It's always used as virtues, virtue signaling, but it's not taught in how it serves us to have unconditional love. And it gives you peace and allows you to be a part of the whole rather than fighting the existence of everything. So now that I know how to live with life, I can just go out into it and say, okay, that exists, release the tension and the friction from resisting it, and then respond. And how I respond is basically in alignment with what my purpose is here on this planet. And that's a chosen thing too. Why do I exist? I exist on this planet, or what I'm choosing, the game I'm choosing to play is a better way of saying it is I want to create a community for teens and young adults. I think that they're the part of our species that we've edged out of giving respect and space for. And I want to bring that back for them because I also believe that's where our ultimate power is in adapting our species, right? It's where they're courageous, they're brave, they have their footing, they haven't been squashed down in their expectations. So um, in my alignment to that chosen path, I am able to make decisions about my life 
and, and how to respond to that which exists. And that which exists in life, I'm going to look at it through the lens of what I'm trying to do in creating this community. Um, so like my lifestyle change of moving into this co-living finally that I've been looking for. That's why I lived in the shed. <laughs> I thought we were going to homestead. You know what I mean? Go back to basics. But this is much more in alignment with my um, choice because I get all the amenities. Just because you um, go back to the basic basics of human humanity and connection doesn't mean you have to live in poverty and um, without all the luxuries that life gives you. So um, living in that community is going to help me learn so much more in, in helping me build the community of teens and young adults, right? Because by going through it myself, I'm going to learn, hey, wait, this is what the books say. I'm really good at reading and understanding what is written and knowledge, but having the experience and living it out and, and then getting that wisdom that can be then passed on. That is why I make the decisions the way I do. Is It's all leading to making that community. Um, my family doesn't always understand that because they think just build it and get it done. But it's not about a space. It's not just like shoving people and doing the same old thing. We have public education. I'm not trying to replicate that. <laughs> I'm trying to um, get to the place of understanding of a new way of being in a space. And it takes me learning. It takes me maturing and, and getting that wisdom so that I can play the role to do it. So that's why I live my life this way. Um, the other thing that I use, so now we have the what, I mean the why, why I live my life as a human, the how, unconditional love, and then the why is my chosen, you know, what do I want to do? Contribution, if you think of contribution or how you want to apply your expression, that's how you can find your purpose. And then alignment is this white light that goes all the way through my body, um, and that just means balance. Right? The extremes are good for change and, and chaos is good for transition and destruction is part of the process of life. Um, but it's not sustainable. The sustainable, peaceful, blissful part is in the middle and then the outsides, you know, it's like tides. They come in and they go, but that foundation is in the balance. And um, like I always say, my expression loves the chaos. I like when things are, there's something that I find comforting in change. Maybe it's because I, I love the future and the future is never set in, in the status quo yet. And, um, and I live on that edge. But there is a healthy part of our expression that requires that balance. We require roots in the ground, right? Um, I can't kill my body with too much of one thing. <laughs> we know this, all right? It's just common sense that balance, balance, balance. What else? I'm not alone. Um, I ask my questions out to the unknown. I'm just going to keep using that because there's too many conversations come up I would love to have, not conversations, but share stories of what we believe the unknown is, but not try to force another person to accept our narratives. Um, again, the unconditional love of, wow, we all have different understandings of something, whatever the label is, right? What did Alan Watts say? Um, 
water, the label of water doesn't give you the experience of being wet. The label of the unknown doesn't give the experience of my um, understanding that I'm not alone, right? I don't care what the label is. I'm having the experience of being served by the universe. And I don't know what that is, but I'm going to keep doing it. It's awesome. (laughs) So I ask my questions and I get answers. And it could be just through my subconscious. It could just be me letting go of all my doubts and everything. And it just kindly, my wisdom that's already inside is presented externally. I don't know. But um, it works. I ask questions and I get answers. The other thing is... um, my ego, my ego, I understand, is an avatar. It's, it's what I use to experience life in this world. But I'm the one driving the avatar. And I guess meditation can bring you to that as well. Because when I wake up, there's a moment between when my eyes awake, my consciousness is kind of filling back into my body, and I sit into the essence of who I am. There's like a, it could be a second, I don't know, but I always catch that moment where before I come through the eyeballs, right? So I observe life a lot from this um, observer tower, I guess. It's like I'm looking above the planet and looking at all of us like like I'm a, a scientist looking at humans as lab rats sometimes, right? That obs- observation, observing point. But um, when I wake up in the morning, I go from observation and then I pop into my eyeballs. And it's that little space between that I realize that um, I am the one driving this avatar. That's it. That's all I can explain it. So, um, So my ego is something I need to work on almost like parenting, if you think. I'm trying to curate, cultivate a way of being. How do you do that with a child, right? You give them support, you give them space, you help them balance, you all of those kind of things, right? So um, my ego during doing my inner work, I need to remove it out of the way because it's old programming. I get new information and then I integrate it into that ego expression. And then I go out into the world and then I'm that new way, right? So, um, ugh, I just, re- I just got a flash of learning unconditional love. That was really difficult for my ego to accept because it removed a lot of my power to give power to others, right? I am godlike, blah, 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 all those kind of things. Well, even if you are that way, your ultimate responsibility in your godlike is to protect or is to care for or be in service of everything else. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm rambling. <laughs> okay, let's just do this then because that's all the parts. How I get into the space is I breathe in for a count of three, hold it for a count, hold, oh, I don't want to do this again. See, this is what I do. I'm just going to keep going so you guys know the struggle. Sometimes I'm trying to explain the podcast process and my brain just disappears and I ramble and I'm all over the place, but let's, I did it. It's done. It's good enough. Stop freaking out about it, Amalyn. All right. I'm just going to get inside. I don't know what I'm dealing with today. Obviously, I have a brain that's a little bit chaotic this morning. Um, But I can center and get that in. I'm going to go back and play with my students. I think that 
I realized how, how short time is and how important it is, the connection time. So I'm going to focus on that more. Mm. All right, let's do this. Ooh, my, uh, my groceries are going to come in the next 20 minutes. Here we go. Uh, four, seven, eight breaths, get into the present moment, bring up my imagery, ask what's in our highest good. Let's see what comes up today. One more. All right, roots deep into the earth. Unconditional love, path of faith, surrender, alignment. My space of creation is where I see things. That's where I visualize. Remove my ego. I'll come back and pick you up. All right, and now I'm going to ask, what is in our highest good, R for a mindset of service? What's in our highest good to know today? And then I'm just going to narrate. So on the left-hand side, I see a pink wall. It's like a baby pink wall, and I feel like I'm walking into a room. Um, ooh, ooh, I like this space. I love this space. Right away, as I walk into this room, I see um, there's like spaces for people to rest and be, but it is not my classroom. I like this. It's like a lounge, right? So it's a lounge where we just, um, I don't know if this is in the the Phoenix or ex Phoenix place, or if this is in my place, but it feels like a central place. And um, it's just very relaxing, but it's bright. It has glass around it, so it's not like um, a physical wall. It's a glass wall, if that makes sense. Windows. They're having, I don't know why I'm like, what does it feel like to be in here? Well, I like the carpet. The aesthetics of it are very pleasing to me. They're relaxing, but they're still um, vibrant. And like, you know, pinks, yellows, those kind of colors. Um, what else? I don't know. I guess I feel like this is where I could be. I could work. I can connect. What is the significance of this? Oh, <laughs> obviously. Okay, so the other day, um, one of the guys from the X Phoenix called the uh, the leasing guy, and I'm, yeah, I was talking to him about how very curious I am about how they're building the community. Not just they're architects and and builders, right? So they're um, contractors and 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 they build the buildings. You know, that's their thing is the space, and um. I'm wondering about the philosophy that makes the people um, come together within a space. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. And now I'm in this space and it's kind of asking me the same thing. It's like, okay, so here's the space. Yes, it's very inviting. I'm in this space, but now what? Um, I guess my first my first instinct is to whoever enters the space 
to respect where they're coming from. So it's honoring that expression. That's the, so the first thing is the space is inviting. The second thing is the, their expression has, um, value, paramount value. You know what I mean? Like there's uh, different rather than how can I help you within my, within my realm of helping to who are you and um, seeing them. I guess that's what's important is seeing them in their expression. Yeah. So I, I just hear this um, kind of a commentary that's like all humans want to be seen. It's very important for those expressions to be given energy. Um, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So it's like a feedback loop, right? So when we go out into the universe and we start expressing ourselves, if it brings us pain, then we're going to learn that it's not um, smart to do that, right? It's like, it's that conditioning um, of the environment. But in this place, it's more of a safety to, yeah, express, but there might be, oh, poons, don't do that. Ah, oh, you got me out. Today sucks. <laughs> Nothing's going right. Okay. All right. We're going to get back in. All right. Let's deal with this energy thing because I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm sorry. I killed a mosquito in the house. There's a mosquito. Oh, that was a lot of respect for the divinity of nature, Amelyn. Uh, I'm still human. <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, there's another one. How did these mosquitoes... Go? Oh, I left the door open for her early this morning. I bet. I'm still killing them. I don't know if I'm supposed to kill them or not. I'm killing them. Do I feel bad about killing them? No, little buggers. <laughs> I'm sure people, like other humans, feel that about humans, huh? You killed them! I don't care, the little bugger! Like, <laughs> we look at the outside world so very separate from ourselves. I don't know what lessons to get from this. Now I'm feeling guilty. Why am I feeling guilty? Because I'm just talking about being oneness with everything and I'm killing mosquitoes. But I don't want them to hurt me. Okay, maybe I'm responding. Is that me responding by killing things that come into my space? Uh, accepting the humanity in me. All right, let's get back inside. Sorry, I got out. Obviously, my ego's here. Here we go. <sighs> Remove that ego. All right, give me a little context over what's happening right now. Uh, so I have this um, way of being where I lead with my expectations and then when something doesn't align with my expectations I begin to question it like oh I get it so clearly I, I, I understand this but then something happens that's contrary to what I believe that I understand and that rocks me off my balance why because I lead with my expectations rather than my presence Yeah. Okay. So I felt that difference, but then my, my insides say right away, I don't know how. Hold on. Remove my ego. So what is being present then? Because I'm being challenged to be present, but obviously I don't know what being present means then. 
get out of the storytelling in my head. Ugh, how do I do that? Okay, hold on. Okay, so first there's the nothingness. Okay, and now there I feel the undulation. I guess it's my blood flow. So like my fingers, my arms, everything I can feel this whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It's like an undulation. Okay, so when I notice that or when I watch that, my mind cannot travel. Oh, I hear my groceries are here. Okay, I'm going to have to pause this. Ah, I'm so stuck and they want me to keep being present, but okay. Now I'm just feeling like it's almost like an energy bouncing between my two hands. So I'm sitting like cross-legged and I have my hands on my thighs and I'm feeling this energy that just like bounces from one hand to the other, one hand to the other, finger to the other finger, one hand. It's almost like a circle being formed of energy. My mind keeps one, I can hear them outside the door, putting down the bags, and my mind wants to go that way, but they keep trying to pull my <laughs> focus inward. It's like, nope, come back, come back. And I'm like, I don't know, come back. I'm fighting with myself. Let me take a breath. Oh, there it is. Okay, I got to pause this. Okay, this is going swimmingly <laughs> and to stop and put away my groceries. Okay, I'm gonna get back inside and figure out what the heck is happening because it's asking me to be present and obviously I've not been present since I began this. I'm getting the information that I'm too much in my head and in my stories, which happens. So let's get back in. Okay, roots deep into the earth, unconditional love, face surrender, alignment. Okay, remove my ego. All right, what's in our highest good to know today? What's in our highest good to know today? So it's just showing me my mental chatter in my head. Okay, busy, busy mind, hold on. Okay. 
Okay, once again, just put my attention on my body out of my mind. Hold on. Okay, and then right away, my pulse comes back. So that's what I feel is that whoosh, whoosh, the blood beating. But I feel it in my fingertips. That's what's weird. It's like almost between each hand, there's this whoosh, whoosh. And it creates like a circling whoosh back and forth, back and forth. My mind keeps asking, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What does it mean? And then there's a portion that's also concerned with this podcast is supposed to do something, do something that we're wasting time. <laughs> Oh, I guess I have some anxious energy here. And what it feels like is as if it wants to move forward faster than my being. It's a forward leaning. I, I, may, I think it's trying to escape the balance. Oh, it has a fear. Oh, I feel it. It's like running away from, running away from in fear of the monotony, the nothingness, the lack of something. Find the something. Okay, so find the something in the now. I don't know what that is. And I want to bring me back to the pulsating in my fingertips. I still feel that that forward, I want to say it's in my forehead, but there's this energy of anxiety, meaning it wants to go really, 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 really fast, and my body is starting to slow down, and it's not comfortable in that. But it's like forward, for, it's the front part of my forehead. It almost wants to detach from this, it feels like a statue body. You know what I mean? Like the body just sits here and the mind's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm just seeing that division and where it's at in my body. It's so funny. It's like, right. It's not in like, um, not right between my eyebrows. It's higher and it's definitely like forehead. And I want to say up to the right forehead front. It's pushing, pushing forwards. It wants to escape. It, something about monotony, something about the quiet. Why? It's looking for the absence of the nothing. I feel like right in the center of my solar plex, um, 
almost like if it was, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, like an avocado seed. Like it feels like this round seed, but it's kind of slimy. And it's like to the left of my solar plex. Slimy to the touch, but hard like a avocado seed. Oh, and I'm feeling it actually move up from my solar plex, like between my chest. Okay. Mm. So it's almost like a, like a block in my throat, like beneath my throat, like it's in my chest, but beneath my throat, above that, I don't know what that soft clavicle or, or the, It's just sitting there. Ugh. My cat never bothers me except when I'm doing my inner work. <laughs> She's all over me. Hold on. You get to stop. Okay. She's bumping her head on me. Okay, here we go. Oh, I guess I should notice her. There still is that part in my mind that's wanting to do something, do something, do something, do something. <laughs> this does not feel right to just sit here. And I feel like, like my cat's interrupting. I don't know what she's interrupting, but she wants attention and I'm trying to focus. Well, I notice her energy is so much faster too. Like, that seed I can feel sitting on like the left side of my chest, like just above my underarms, like to the right. It's on my chest, but it's near my underarm now. And I can feel it like a stone. What is the significance of that? Just watch. <laughs> I'm looking for meaning and everything. <laughs> okay, so this is like the overwhelming feeling that I get right now. Is I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to go somewhere. I'm trying to make a story of something. And they're, they're asking me to just be. And it's this ping pong. Be. And then I'm like, do. Be do be do be do be. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm distracting myself. It's very uncomfortable to just sit here. Um, hmm. When I said that, it all went away. 
So my expectations are still forward-leaning. And there's not a... I guess it's just an awareness of it. It's not necessarily a pushback, but it is showing the division of my forward-leaning from my being. What does it feel like to sit in my being? What does it feel like to sit in my being? I feel like I'm wearing like a cape or something, something that clouds over my head. Like I can feel all that friction or I have an addiction to doing, even if it's just mental doing. My stories keep me busy. Mm. I say that I have meaning in being with the, everything, but I'm running from it still somehow. I don't... Okay, I'm going to end this because I'm getting kind of the message to sit here for a while. And I know that the podcast is just going to play. And it is consuming a part of my attention. So my upper right hand, like over there, it's still wanting to control. That's what it feels like. It's like, wait, yes, you can have your way, but let me do this first. Let me turn this off first. And then you can sit in the nothing. It's like negotiating to be able to just sit here. Starting to feel full, like that energy, that undulation is filling me with something. Like I just start to feel stuffed. Okay, I'm going to stop and then I'm just going to get back inside. Sorry, this is today. Sometimes it's a mess. This feels like a mess. I know it's not done yet, but it feels like a mess to me.